Good morning, everyone. Welcome online, wherever you are listening. It's a wintry day in Auckland today, and I'm joined by um, Aben Samuel from Fusion 5. Welcome to Umbrella HQ. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You actually brought some decent weather with, with you. I think for the last, <laughs> what, three or four days, it's been carnage out there, and today it looks it looks pretty good. Um, I'm pretty jet-lagged today, actually. I'm fresh back in from Inspire mm-hmm. um, over, in, over, in, over in the States. Yeah. And... Um, Man, for anyone that's been to Vegas and been to the Microsoft Inspire conference, yeah. we were just talking about this before we came on to do the podcast day that you've been, been out a few times. Yeah. Yeah, a wild, wild time. And you guys at Fusion 5 are pretty big Microsoft front partners from, from the work that we do with you. Absolutely. So we had, um, we had a few of our colleagues go up this year as well, yeah. and they reported it was um, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, lots of good announcements, and, and it, I mean, it's the event for partners, right? Oh, yeah, it's ab- it's, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. And, so, and about partnership and um, We've had a relationship at Umbrella with Fusion 5 for yep. probably the last six to nine months. It is. Now, yeah. in terms of the work yeah. you guys are doing in the market. Absolutely. Um, and the uh, for those of you that will have seen online, we did a, a, a joint event and collaborated with the Azure Follow the Sun Developer yep. Infrastructure. Yeah. Day. So that's the Azure Boot Camp that's right. um, yeah. that starts. Um, as we Kiwi set the trend for everything, we start the boot camp here in New Zealand and it kind of follows the sun across yep. the world. And uh, we're so grateful that Umbrella came to the party this year and were the main sponsors for the whole event. We had uh, speakers from Umbrella as well, um, providing a lot of insight into what you guys do uh, to the rest of the community and things like that. Yeah, so thanks really again for that. No, no, yeah, no, any problems. It was a really good day. So, so um, for those of you that are um, maybe not aware of as a Fusion 5 as, as we are, is it worth giving a bit of an overview for everyone sure. on Fusion 5 and, and what what big problems you're solving out in the market? Absolutely. So um, we're um, a consultancy firm, uh, a big Microsoft partner, as well as with other vendors as well. Um, We predominantly dealt with the ERP space of things. So Dynamics was our bread and butter for a long time. But what we noticed over the last couple of years is that our customer requirements and what we can uh, meet customer needs have broadened quite a bit, and that's where our capabilities across SharePoint, Office 365, Enterprise Security, mm-hmm. and then the whole Microsoft Cloud stack came sure. into being. Um, so we've just rebranded multiple teams that sat in different places into one that is known as the Microsoft Cloud Practice, yeah. under which you know your traditional power platforms, um, Azure as a workload, uh, Office 365 or modern workplace, as yep. we call it, and then the enterprise security comes in. Yeah, and, and this is the thing that the beauty of the, um, I guess, the consolidation of cloud product lines over the past four or five years. Yeah. With, you know, if you look, if you look back, maybe five, seven years, you would treat ERP as a distinct, different skill set within inside the Microsoft product line. Absolutely. And with 365 now wrapping the whole Microsoft 365 suite, wrapping pretty much all of your business applications into one yeah. portfolio of SKUs now. Yeah. As managed service providers have to react to that, right? Absolutely. No longer treat it as separate skill sets. Absolutely. And uh, what we also realized was that a lot of this forms the foundation for Dynamics as well. Sure. You know, having a secure enterprise security platform, your right authentication, right mechanism of logging in and yeah, yeah. getting access to things, conditional yeah. access. 
these things should not be thought as an afterthought right. after you deploy something on the cloud. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these things are hygiene that you bought in from your on-premises days. Yeah. You just do it differently. Yeah. Yeah, 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 scaffolding and things like that. Those were things a lot of customers missed out in the early adoption of cloud, if I may look at it that way. Yeah. Everything was, oh, it's so easy to turn it on and do things. And then suddenly you have doors that are open to you know the World Wide Web, and um, or you have uh, no control on who has actually access to consumption. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. Everything is pay as you go, right? True, if you yeah. let anybody do anything on the platform, it doesn't become a very um, you know mm. a financially sound mm. solution to be. So that's why you have to be sensible about who you let through your front door. Oh, absolutely. And how you, you know, how how have you guys tackled that at Fusion Five? Because we come up against it with many of the partners as well, and Absolutely. as we do with clients. Absolutely. You, a, a, a corporation or a business has um, stuck its toe in the water when it yep. comes to public cloud adoption. Yeah. Um, and before we know it, shadow IT has kind of taken over, which yep. in a good way, right? Because, yep. you know, engineering, sets yep. and development has all happened with inside of the exactly. infrastructure. How have you tackled reversing that in terms of, right, now now actually we need to put some governance around this. Sure. You know, how's, how's that played out for your clients? Sure. So there's a couple of things, Dave. Um, you know, back in the days when we were IT pros and stuff like that, when we saw the shadow IT, we went in with a stick and said, hey, I'm blocking this. I'm not letting you do this and things yeah. like that. What, what we didn't realize at that point of time is that section of that organization or that particular team had a need that enterprise IT was not or corporate IT was not providing. So that outlook has to change from internal IT teams that, okay, what have we missed uh, that our current skew of products or selection is not providing you yeah. today, right? So once you identify, okay, those teams have a different requirement, let's see what we can provide from our side. Then you bring it into your blueprint and governance mm -hmm. model, all right? So there are, you know, there is always a give and take in certain yep. things. There's some things that they have to give up and they have to accept, and some things a corporate IT has mm -hmm. to give up in terms of. And it's finding that uh, where we come in is to help IT and business meet together mm -hmm. and sit down on one table, if yep. I may put it that way, and actually have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times when we go and meet organizations, these two guys sit in two different buildings, never talk to each other. Oh, totally so, different language as well. Absolutely. Yeah. and But they both need to bring in the synergy that they both provide for that organization or for their, for their you know, overall organization. And when those two synergies come together, that's when you have true transformation happening, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's where we come in. We, we have that tough conversation between yeah. both of them. We become kind of like the mediator. Okay, yeah. what do you guys want? What do you guys want? Who's going to give up yeah. a little bit? Let's bring it to the party together. And bring about that, okay, that sense of one organization, not two, diff mm. two different teams. But then that's where we tie in, okay, the governance and security model mm -hmm. that IT is pushing for. And business needs to understand why we need certain of these hygiene, as I call it, right, uh, in place. Um, and then... IT needs to understand the flexibility or the um, uh, the, the ability to uh, pivot mm. based on business requirements as well, because business today changes, uh, you know, in a yeah. day, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. What what struck me over the past three or four years is the fact that um, the commercial savviness that's needed by IT now to understand the the actual true cost of what's being deployed, um, and that the, the Really, when we're entering into, into a, a conversation around large deployments on Azure, for example, yes. um, 
there are so many commercial options available options available to drive a really good output output yes but you, it's commercial commercial it's a commercial conversation yes absolutely very rarely it's a technical conversation absolutely absolutely so um, um, a lot of times um, you know my conversation starts at both the levels the c-level executives as well as um, the IT decision maker or the actual doers in the company right and with the doers what usually happens is that I I get them through a process of changing their mindset of it's not just a technical conversation anymore. You need to change your mindset, your skill set, how you look at IT as a whole. Um, gone are the days where you put CDM and next, next, yeah, next. Yeah. It's all about, okay, I have this new capability. How can my business or my organization benefit from that? So you are seen as... Um, as as the soul of that company, um, yep. you know, IT is not seen as the ones who sat in the you know uh, the dungeon or the, <laughs> the yep. basement anymore. They are at par. They are providing that voice for business change, and they are providing the they are the catalyst mm. for that business change to happen. They are one of the catalysts. It, if it, I may it, put it absolutely, that. it feels like it's a different skill set that's required to survive in an IT organization, not absolutely. a service provider organization, but yes. internal IT. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely see. Um, the citizen developer slash um, BA yeah. process design yes. um, service improvement yeah. uh, individual archetypes going okay, yeah. there's a problem here how yeah. can I solve it with the tools that are available absolutely as opposed to no I understand Windows operating systems and that's it absolutely you know, which, is, which that is a an extreme view yeah. but one where arguably if you're in an organisation and you have an IT title uh, and you're not already in that mode of moving your infrastructure or making yourself infrastructure less and yeah. modernizing your applications, yeah. or you're already there, yeah. you've actually not delivered what you should be delivering to the business. Yes, yes. And, uh, uh, what's really nice to see is the talent coming through now that really have a very little appetite for understanding infrastructure. Like, yeah. well, hang on a minute. Well, well I want to work in IT, but why do I care? Yeah. What was technology of the past? Yes. You know? Yeah. They're coming straight in and going, yep, containers, serverless functions. Yeah. Yeah, and um, SQL services without infrastructure. It's yeah, I mean, it's absolutely. And 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 I think Microsoft has it in itself changed right over the uh, last eight nine years, as we may look at it. You know, we've we've gone away from those um, um, you know uh, pillar based products that mm -hmm. did A to Z of something. But now you gotta you gotta kind of open up your mind and think about what are the other possibilities. How can I think else? truly outside the box um, to, to, to bring about that innovation, bring about that change. And I talk about innovation to customers. It's, about, it's not about reinventing the wheel, actually. It's about taking the wheel and putting it in, on another vehicle, mm -hmm. if, you, if mm -hmm. I may put it that way, you know, yep. and, and just getting more traction out of that wheel because you're not going to change the shape and uh, what a functionality a wheel does. But you can always change the way a wheel performs on a different vehicle. Yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah. and that vehicle gets a new form of life, yeah. basically, out of it. And that's how we, uh, when we talk to customers, we talk about, okay, let's, let's pick up what you have today. Mm -hmm. And let's slowly get you into the mold of thinking cloud, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's not about, um, uh, it's not about a, a big decision, a big uh, drastic change that you have to, to bring in. Bring in those small changes, those small wins, that actually have a lot more impact rather mm -hmm. than bringing in a big change and then you have few, um, you know, a big failure, bring in small failures and then learn from those failures and then correct them as you go and be uh, agile enough 
to change when you realize, oh, this didn't work out the way mm -hmm. we thought it would work out. Let's pivot yep. and, uh, and try something new as well. It, you, you mentioned a really good point earlier on around two different parts of an organization coming together to have one kind of view, yeah. view of the world. Mm -hmm. um, we've done a lot of work and we've created some really strong narrative to educate finance archetypes inside Brilliant. of a customer base and Brilliant. technical archetypes to make sure that they try to bring like a common language yes. together. Yeah. It feels like to me that there's still a hangover in the market from Y2K and mm -hmm. big, you know, that, that hot, and that's 19 years ago. Yeah. Website, you know, yeah. ar around finance, trusting the technology and technology wanting to be transparent with finance or when, when it comes to spending. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the biggest thing we're seeing is that um, cost control and cost management is always the the, the, uh, the tree cord that we need to be walked through when it comes to rapid adoption. Absolutely. Um, because the finance have been burnt, the business has been burnt before. Absolutely. Spending a lot of these things. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's an answer to it, but. Governance, what you mentioned, cost control, yep. service delivery management, all are all really key things yep. about successful cloud adoption. And once again, none of those things are technical <laughs> at, at all. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, I think the industry's done a really good job of kind of getting the whole, yes, cloud is the future, which is great. Um, but those softer skills of, okay, so how do you govern this thing? Absolutely. You know, is, is, is the biggest challenge because it's, 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 it's a new world. Absolutely. You know? So a lot of the things that um, you and I are talking about are common sense stuff. It's just that it's not common practice yep. um, in play. And if I may, um, you know, you, you touched on the word adoption. Uh, that's a, a thing of passion for me um, to bring about because there's two sides to it. You know, there's, there's the change and then there's the change management side to it, all right? Um, so you talked, uh, you know, you spoke about the finance organizations having traditional mistrust of what IT is coming in play. Oh, another IT initiative is just going to fail at the end of it. It's just a lot of money. And mm -hmm. instead, if we bring the parties together and say, okay, the change is the technology that will enable this to happen. But the key part of it is how do we transition you guys from where you are today to where you want to be in 12 months time and or 24 months time. That's the key part of it that a lot of organizations unfortunately fail on, that, that transition phase. How do we get each team to come on that journey? How do we actually announce why this is even coming into play? Um, a lot of times IT initiatives are seen as uh, projects, pet projects yeah, by yeah, IT yeah. teams and, and not having uh, the vision or the business objectives in mind and things like that. So we, you know, that's the, those are the things that organizations need to work on, coming together and saying, okay, this is the change we want to achieve. This is the change management side of it. The change management side is the common mm. sense stuff. Mm. Okay, how do we go about doing it? How do we build the awareness of what's going to come in? How do we build the why part of it? So traditionally you have a new IT product or a mm -hmm. process come about, what happens is that you get an email invite saying, next week, boardroom, two hours, yeah. training on X product. People all turn up with their notepads and stuff, not knowing why they're in that meeting room, right? Within 10 minutes, they switched off. Um, so we call it the, you know, what's in it for me station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they start dwindling, drawing pictures yeah. and stuff like that. My usual one was the left 
side of a face and things like that. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just because they, they haven't been sold why. They haven't been told how this is going to benefit you mm. as a person within that organization, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, my, so my challenge to that, I think yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, that's historically how you would see it working. IT providing a service to the business. Yeah. And I, I genuinely see now that where is the actual accountability? Yes, exactly. Right? Because if you look at the services that are available from Microsoft and yeah. Azure, right, yeah. they provide you the huge toolbox yeah. of services. So yeah. effectively, they're now IT. They're delivering everything. Right? Everything. It's all there. Yeah. If you need infrastructure, provision it. If you yeah. need a database, provision it. Yeah. If you need networking, the new office, whatever, yeah. provision it. Yeah. Um, new users, provision. It's all yeah. self-service and provision. Yeah. So therefore, it feels to me like the accountability has shifted from IT providing stuff yeah right yeah to actually know everything is all available mm -hmm. the business has made a backing of microsoft as a technology provider yes you can use that the power of the microsoft tools tools to deliver your your business however you now mr user are accountable for conforming to a security policy mm -hmm. a governance policy spend mm -hmm. management it's your issue now brilliant yeah and that i think the accountability has to shift down to the citizen user or the business owner yeah yeah because How do they call it? The democratization the of technology. The democratization of technology. technology yeah. Right, you know, yeah. To go, okay, yeah, you, know, you can use what you want now. Yeah. We, IT have given you everything. Yeah. But with that comes trust. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, have what you want. Yeah. But you have to conform to these things. So, it really does feel that IT now is becoming more of a governing body. Yeah. Say, so, yeah, you can have anything you want. Yeah. It's, it's uh, going back to the analogy, right? Great power comes, with great power comes That's great right. responsibility yeah. as well. And you touch on a really good point, Dave, you know, of uh, handing back that power and that responsibility to folks and things like that. That ownership was something that was missed traditionally, right? In traditional environments. Every, you belong to the finance team you own everything that financed it, mm -hmm. but you don't own what your tool that runs on a server that maybe finance uh, uses yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, had, had a say. You never had a say. Oh, you're like, oh, no, that belongs to IT. We don't have a say. We don't yeah. have a say on improving our own process, right? Yeah. But now, if, you know, with the power of um, power platforms and stuff like that, you're giving a lot of that workflow capability of building a simple app that did you know, a process that simplified somebody's two hours of a day, yep. if you made that life simple, then you've got a winner. That's and right. the person, uh, the people who can bring about that change is IT, right? Yep. IT is yep. the one who can introduce. Listen, there's this platform that we leverage, that we are licensed to use. Um, it's called the Power Platform. Mm -hmm. so it does so and so. Let's help you change something that you do, some mundane task that you yep. do today. When you help solve somebody's problem, uh, save someone's couple of hours in a yeah. day, you've got a you've got a believer, you've got a oh, champion yeah, with yeah, you, yeah. right? And then that comes down to actually more the role of these archetypes inside of the business that were IT, actually they're technology advocates and ambassadors to go, okay, okay. So you know, we used to do surveys like this. No, <laughs> now we can use Microsoft Forms. Yes, okay, we yeah. used to do, you know, we used to do calendars like this. No, we're yeah. gonna move to this, don't we? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I mean, the, the infrastructure is vast, though, right? I mean, there's Absolutely. so many things that you, you, can, you can do. Yeah. You, you do raise a really good point, though, in terms of the accountability of someone's job and the ability to self-improve it. Mm -hmm. And I think in the world of SaaS, if we forget Microsoft for the minute, yeah. in, the yep. world of, in the world of SaaS, yep. um, there is no IT providing the ERP platform. There's no, no. IT. It's, okay, hang on. I'll, I want to use Xero. Yeah. Now I want to use MYOB. Yeah. It's just that I'm deciding to change it. Yeah. And go grab your credit card out, do yeah. it. It's, yeah. Swipe it's, it. It's done. Right? It's as easy as swiping something. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. We are in that world now where, yeah, um, yeah and it's um, 
the ability for individuals to make their life and jobs very, very easy for the benefit of the company yeah. is really, really real. Yeah. Though our business is there yet, when actually trusting that individuals will make the right decision for the business. Now, I'm yeah. not sure that they are. Some yeah. aren't, some yeah. aren't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a, the, um, we're in the, the new age right now of people not really understanding what IT delivers. And if you, I mean, I've been, in, I've been in, worked in the corporate world for the last 17 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, I fully understand that um, my hands were tied about what laptop I could buy, what service yeah. I could buy, how much exactly. size of my mailbox. I'm yeah, yeah. 200 okay. meg mailbox. All, like, all that's gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But, you know, if you're starting a company tomorrow, the, the handcuffs are off. Oh, yeah. Straight Ab- to SaaS for everything. Absolutely. And I think that brings in its own, um, a little bit of complication to it itself. It's that sovereignty of that corporate data. Mm-hmm. Where does that sit? Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we keep track of where it sits and how do we own it and things like that. And there's several products, especially out of the Microsoft stack, that gives you that leverage to move into other cloud providers as well. I think that's one of the fascinating things that's coming out of Microsoft, right? They are not pushing um, down the client's throat anymore saying, you have to buy our product. You can't do anything outside of our circle. You are a Microsoft shop. You can't do... No, clients actually now have the flexibility to move and actually investigate and then actually compare how it fits against what they can get out of corporate IT. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. And SAP on Azure versus Dynamics. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Um, Citrix on Azure versus uh, Managed Virtual Desktop. Virtual, but, they're all, but they're all very, very strategic partnerships with Microsoft. Exactly. So bringing those third-party ISVs into their world. Exactly. And it's um, it's Microsoft getting that security branding to themselves, being a serious security yeah, vendor trust, these yeah. days, right? Um, being able to give corporate IT or corporate the uh, the 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 the, uh, what shall I say, the um, the flexibility to say, okay, we're happy to bend for that team to place that part of our corporate data in there mm-hmm. because we can put in enough security and controls mm-hmm. uh, that gives us uh, confidence for that data to sit in that sure. platform yeah. with that third-party SaaS software and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that interoperability is, uh, is so refreshing. Yeah. And it just gives us uh, vendors and partners like us um, also the ability to say, okay, you, if that model didn't work for you, here's two other options That's as right. well. Yeah. Because if we don't get, if we as partners don't give that option, um, uh, clients are very aware and they will swipe that card to buy something else. Um, our objective at that point of time is to ensure the client gets the least frictionless process of making that decision mm. we can't force them to go one way or the other those days are gone mm. you know where you are forced to uh, work with a certain technology or a provider um the the, the world's their oyster today if i may put it that way yeah. you know the, the, the choices are so many yeah. but it's our responsibility as partners to reduce that friction that pathway to make that Help the customer make that decision, and that's no matter which And I think that's the world that we're in now. Yeah, um, yeah. And strategically, with the decision that we've made at Umbrella is yeah. to absolutely focus 100% on the Microsoft. Uh, I won't even say the Microsoft stack. Yes. We actually focus specifically on the uh, application infrastructure element. Yes, right? exactly. And we work yeah. with partners like yourself yeah. on the specific. I mean, we don't. We would never entertain a Dynamics project. Right? Yeah. We, we work with you guys on the yes, Dynamics exactly. project. Yeah. Because the, the the product lines are so broad. Yeah. In when it comes to Azure, yeah. like there's 8,000 SKUs of products, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and we've got you know ninety odd people yeah. focusing directly on Azure. Yeah. And still we're learning every day. Oh, about absolutely. Every day. Every absolutely. day. Every day. And if you're a 20, 30 foot 
person IT team, you've got the day-to-day to do as well. Yeah. You just cannot have that depth of skill. You no. know, you, it's just it's impossible to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the partner ecosystem really kicks in, is have those niche partners with you who yeah. can just help you drive to this drive this monolithic technology platform as hard as possible to get the best commercial output. Exactly. And I think you guys have built a really brilliant model that didn't exist before, right? It's not about competition anymore. It's actually about coexistence mm-hmm. with other partners and saying, this is my niche. This is what I do well. Let me um, benefit you as another partner as well, right? And um, and I think um, you know where you bring in your niche and your skill set and your DNA, mm-hmm. um, if we may put it that way. That that gives ultimately who wins? The customer wins, that's right? right. Yeah. That's that's the ultimate goal. The customer has to win. And of course, there will be always um, you know overlaps and things like that. But that's. That's always um, part and parcel of any Absolutely. any any yeah. partner ecosystem, right? Yeah. But I think that's a brilliant model that you guys have built. You know, bringing in multiple partners from different parts of practice the areas practice areas. That's right. It's no more about oh, we've got twenty thousand partners in um, I don't know what's it's a crazy number yeah. of partners in uh, New Zealand, right? Yeah. Um, but bringing them together or building that sort of an ecosystem and saying let's leverage, let's piggyback off each other, let's um, you know, piggyback off each other's, um, you know, uh, well, synergy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pinnacle is placing the client in the middle with their digital mandate of what they want to achieve as a business and going, right, what recipe do we need to put together, Yeah. right, yeah. to get the right outcome? And that may be a network provider. It yes. may be a managed service provider. It may be a SAP partner or a Dynamics exactly. partner exactly. Or, or a migration partner. Exactly. And then to, to coexist, to bring that whole thing together, providing the governance to do so. Yeah. And realizing that, None of us are there to actually compete. We're all no. there to do exactly what we need to do. Exactly. And grow the size of the yeah. opportunity for the customer to And succeed. I think customers appreciate when you say, we don't do these two things. Yep. You know? Um, you're, you're actually being, um, being honest and bold enough to tell a customer, these are two things that we don't specialize in. But we partner with two other partners or three other partners mm-hmm. who live and breathe this. This is their bread and butter. Why wouldn't you bring somebody who lives and breathes this part of the stack that you need to solve that problem, right? Instead of getting, uh, because we've signed up with you, you need to try and solve yep. it yourself. Yep. I think um, customers love that option, that l- flexibility and things like that. Excellent. I mean, look at ice creams these days, right? It's crazy to yep. choose one option. Um, you, you want to have three scoops of everything in one bowl because you just can't have one of <laughs> each. <laughs> right. so. uh, yeah, that is, uh, uh, that is true. I, you know, and we've, we've worked with pretty close with you guys. You've got a yeah. great depth of, uh, of competency around the work that you're doing across all of your other vendors as well as the, the Microsoft yeah. stop stack. I think that the next 12 to 18 months is going to be really beneficial as we get closer yeah. uh, and, and working together. Yes. Um, I think we could probably talk all day and go I on know, and on I and know. On and on and on and Exciting on. times. If anyone listening wants to find out more about Fusion 5, where's the best place for them to go and uncover what you guys are about? So, um, we, uh, I mean, our website will be the first place to start. It's um, fusion5.co.nz, or if you're listening to it in Australia, we've got fusion5.co.au. Um, and um, always, uh, always happy to come and have a chat with the Umbrella guys. Yep. And girls, and um, thank you so much once again for the support for the community. Um, as no um, just wanted to uh, uh, throw in the um, if anybody is listening and based in Auckland, look out for the Azure um, uh, user group um, that we run every third Wednesday at Microsoft. 
thanks for uh, having me. No, um, any, 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 any time. Um, Avon, thank you very much for your uh, for taking some time out of your your, your morning. Yeah, and, no, that's um, right. I very much doubt it will be the last time that we um, we speak on. Oh, the, I, I love this session. Yeah, this yeah, was okay. good. This Great. was good. Thanks thank you. Thank you.